1: Thanks for joining us today for Ted Speaks with your host, Ted Carew, the Positive Safety Coach. As co-host and Ted's wife, I have the added task of keeping Ted in line and laughing at his jokes, which isn't always easy. My name is Barb Carew. We are coming to you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of the Brewers, Miller Beer, and the Fonz. How could it get any better than that? Our podcast focuses on sharing ideas with business owners and safety professionals to keep employees safe and families together. Our passion for keeping people safe is the reason Total Health and Safety Solutions was created. This is how Ted is able to share his 25 years of safety experience by supporting companies around the globe in their efforts to strengthen their health and safety process. Please join us in welcoming Tanner Sitinkaya. Tanner is an experienced health and safety professional with 20 years of international experience on large-scale building, infrastructure, oil and gas, and pipeline projects. Tanner has spent the last 12 years in the Gulf working on top-class oil and gas, refinery and airport construction projects, and in the UAE, Oman, and Iraq, valued at over a billion dollars in value. Tanner currently is working as head of health and safety at A.W. Rostamani Group in the United Arab
2: Emirates. Hey, Tanner, thank you for uh, coming on to TED Speaks today. We're very excited to uh, learn about you and your organization and your safety philosophy. So uh, thank you very much for being on, on the show today.
0: Thank you very much. It's my pleasure, and I uh, thank you for doing this. Actually, this uh, I actually mean, uh, a great initiative, I must say, and uh, not many people doing this you know and uh, I appreciate that really thank you very much.
2: Well we also appreciate you uh, it's up here in the in the United States right now it's uh, about 10 a.m and uh, Tanner has decided to stay up for us till nine o'clock so I really appreciate the the difference I don't know if I could do it at nine o'clock at night but thank you very much.
1: We appreciate the time difference there.
2: So can you kind of Tanner can you kind of give our um, audience a little bit of a background about your about you and um, your career?
0: Actually, I'm from uh, Turkey. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm an environmental engineer by profession and I graduated back in 2000. And then uh, I was working one of the um, uh, pipeline project, which was in the uh, first one in Turkey, the Bakutiplis Jehan uh, crude oil pipeline project. Then at that time we were uh, working with uh, BP and I, I met with, you know, uh, safety professionals. Uh, there was one gentleman named Chris Royal. He was a great gentleman and we are still, you know, uh, talking to each other. And he encouraged me to, you know, um, uh, divert my attention to this profession because um, I like, you know, helping, helping people and uh, like, you know, getting them back home safe from each and every project. That is very important. Then I started working as safety professional I studied. I received my Nibosh IGC, uh, I became level three um, in, uh, in GCC, and then uh, I became level six recently. And now I'm, I'm doing my master on uh, health and safety leadership. Um, you know, learning never ends, and I'm trying my best to keep up with the latest development. I say.
2: Well, I think that's so true. You know, the uh, learning and, and never ends, right? The people that I say oh, I've learned everything I have, then you know you're in trouble. But I, I, I agree with you.
1: In fact, I think, don't you have a, a hashtag on your LinkedIn, learning never ends?
2: Yes, yeah, yeah, like I love that. that.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, Barb was yeah. talking about that on the way up here. Yep. That, that She really loves that.
1: No, uh, matter, no matter what it is in life, we can always keep learning. And I think sometimes we think we, we hit a standstill and there's something else new, which, which is a good thing, right? So sometimes hard to keep up to. <laughs>
0: Agreed, because industry is, uh, you know, developing. I mean, the IT, the, the data that we produce every day—it is more than, you know, hundred years that we use to uh, develop, uh, you know, generate. And uh, if you are not keeping up with the latest developments, then you are, I mean, doing, coming behind, and you will not be doing good for your people because in uh, safety that. I mean, uh, they look at you as a hero. I remember that when the COVID starts, everybody turned to me and they said, "Tanner, what we are doing now?" I said, "I don't know," because this <laughs> just is, like yeah. everybody else, right? No <laughs> one <Everyone> knows, right? <laughs> yeah, because this is the this is the first pandemic that I'm uh, you know I'm I'm in. Uh, the last one happened hundred years ago. Uh, yeah, I mean, we just learned and we are dealing with it.
1: Well, one thing—the uh, company that you work for, AW Rostamani, um, i was on the website, and I really loved what part of the mission statement said. Um, it talked about creating experience that enable people to reach their full potential. I just—I awesome. loved that, and I know you have a passion for helping young health and safety professionals develop. What are your thoughts on this as it relates to people entering the field?
0: Yeah, Actually, health and safety is uh, a very demanding. Um, profession because as i as i mentioned that uh, everybody is looking at you and something goes wrong <laughs> you know that and people people right people doesn't uh, people doesn't recognize you you know unless things go uh, go wrong because when you stop doing what you are doing things start going wrong I mean an accident happened and you know the insurance premiums are getting higher property damages the other things and you know and then uh yeah, that is a very demanding profession and requires constant uh, studying, and because when you are talking to people in the industry, especially you know experienced people, uh, uh, that I mean, you better know uh, as as much as they know the you know the machinery. The, the, in AWR example that we have um, automotive, we are in automotive industry, we are in uh, tourism, and we are in manufacturing, we are in logistic. Uh, we are in warehousing, and I, I should know, I mean, I should study to know, uh, I mean, you know, wh- how much is the aisle uh, should be big. I mean, how much the, um, the charging conditions for, you know, uh, battery-powered uh, forklifts, example, too, too big area, and it requires constant uh, development, constant studying, I must say. It is demanding, but it is, it is nice to um, know that, you know, you're helping people to Go back home to their loved ones, um, you know, safe. Right. That is, that is the uh, most rewarding uh, thing that I can say.
2: I, I would agree. I mean, it really is about making sure that, that families are together, right? And having that. Definitely. Definitely.
1: So, when you talk about, um, you know, so many aspects of the safety world to keep up on and learn, um, when we talk about new health and safety professionals, inexperienced uh, health and safety professionals just entering. Uh, this career. What, um, what can we do to develop skill sets for them to have a successful career? What have you found is helpful?
0: I must say that the, uh, I mean, they should keep studying. I mean, you know, that you learn technical things, literature. I mean, you are uh, reading and studying, but the, when you go uh, to the, um, you know, shop floor that you need to uh, talk with people and you need to, uh, like a sponge, you know. You need to get as much as you can from the people, and then um, if you are lucky, you, I mean, if you meet with a, um, let's say, experienced professional that you know can guide you. Mentoring is important in this, uh, in this profession, I believe, because you will, um, you will be learning like a baby. You will watch, you know, what experienced people are doing and what they are doing good. You take it. And what they are not doing good, just leave it, you know, um, there is that. And uh, uh, constant studying, technical studying, reading articles, you know, um, following people like you. I mean, you know, the, uh, the people talking to you that they are giving uh, great information. And then uh, there is that also.
1: Yeah, and you touched on mentoring. That was going to be one of our questions. That can be a very powerful tool um, for new people and people just learning a different aspect. Ted, you've done a lot of mentoring and think how, you know, that's a, a pretty important aspect of it, correct?
2: Yeah. I mean, it really is. You know, a lot of times, even in some companies where if you're the last one for the meeting, you, especially in the smaller uh, companies, you you are now in charge of safety um, because nobody else wanted to do it, <laughs> right? And uh, at least here in the United States, that's kind of that was kind of a common theme, or or more in the past was the last person that got hurt, right? And sometimes so now,
1: safety around here can be not a negative thing, but not not r- the r- most wanted right. job. That's kind of changing a bit. Uh, well,
2: I think it is, and I'll, it's all about the attitude, right? I mean, right. being able to be positive about things, like like we try to do, and, and making sure that now, Tanner, I'm sure in in uh, your country, you guys kind of probably follow a similar route, or or how, how does one become a, a safety professional?
0: Um, in actually, I'm from Turkey, and in Turkey there are certain um, you know uh, vocational uh, um, institutions that you can go through like uh, a formal education. Is there in in Middle East that if you have an engineering background, it, it is uh, it is beneficial for you. And then uh, there are yeah certification courses like NIBOSH IGC and uh, um, let's say IOSH managing safely. Like, I mean, you should become a level 3 safety practitioner in in Middle East. And if you are in Saudi Arabia, example, they are following OSHAs. Okay. And like OSHA, OSHA 10 hours, OSHA 30 hours in Saudi Arabia, in uh, KSA. But in general, in GCC, you, you should have Nibosh IGC to enter to the profession. And then uh, you know, get in... Uh, becoming a level six after, you know, completing, um, let's say safety engineering example, there are certification programs that you can uh, enroll in, develop yourself.
2: And so those different levels, does that come basically on experience or are there tests or how, how does that all work, the different levels that you, that you're example,
0: talking about? In Nibosh in Nibosh IGC, it was, uh, I, I got it back in 2013, uh, but they recently changed the uh, the exam. Now it is open book exam. Oh, those and are the then, best kind, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, but it is it is harder than uh, you know the, yeah. the previous one, because I I was wanting a few uh, new HSC uh, offices, let's say, and then they were having difficulty because they are giving you 24 hours to write the uh, exam paper, and uh, but uh, it is um, tricky. I mean, if you don't have uh, Practical experience, it is, it is not easy because you, are, uh, you need to make a risk assessment and then you need to cover all the aspects that the workplace that you choose or construction site or oil and gas facility, whatever you choose, then um, it is tricky. Nibosh, like the IOSH people mostly uh, follow because managing safely, for example, it, it may turn you into a level three safety practitioner. It is much more, let's say easier than uh, Nibosh, but still Nibosh is one of the, uh, let's say, most recognized uh, certification program in uh, Middle Eastern GCC. That is my experience.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Now, I'm just curious, Tanner, we kind of joke around sometimes that um, in the United States, safety can be looked at kind of as a, a negative aspect of a business. Um, I know one thing that we try to do or Ted tries to do is just kind of bring that positivity to safety because it can, it can be rewarding and everything, and it doesn't have to be about you know, telling people what they're doing wrong. Do you feel it's the same where you're at? Does it kind of linger a negative connotation, or is it welcomed, or does it all depend on the situation?
2: An
0: individual, maybe. Yeah, yeah. right. And the people you're working with. The, um, um, you know, it is not easy to um, be in the whistleblower, let's say, right? And uh, that people, uh, most of the time, people don't don't want to hear that, you know, what they are doing wrong. True. Right? That is, that is one thing. Then, uh, then uh, during years that I learned that positive reinforcement is very important. I mean, people mostly react to the positive th- things that you say about them first, then You know, gradually you can start, you know, being in the negative part, but always start with the positive side, what they are doing good, you know, just polish them, then, uh, you know, uh, go with the negative one, just, you know, step by step, baby steps, and then, yeah, yeah, right? And then uh, the good thing, when they accept you, uh, the the things are changing. I mean, when they um, understand that you are being honest and you are there for and uh, if you are, I mean, the attitude, your behavior is important that the, uh, you should be uh, open for, uh, you know, people should know that they can approach you for, for any kind of uh, issues that even welfare facilities that we use, uh, um, you know, I visit uh, worker um, accommodations time to time and they should know that they can approach me for any kind of issue that I have. Then in... I should uh, ensure that the, whatever they are bringing to me, I'm taking it to the management board and we are trying to find a solution for this. And then the respectful uh, relationship that you are developing, which is very important. It takes time, I yeah. must say, but you know, when you create that environment, then uh, it's becoming easy. Then people will be much more open to, to hear whatever you are saying and they are uh, much more, I mean, they are accepting what you are saying. I, mean,
1: you know. I I think you make a, a good point that it does take time, and I think there's that saying, "All good things take time." Yeah. We're in such a hurry yeah. nowadays, and it, it really Thankfully. does. Results,
2: if, results, results. Right. Right. If you really yes. want it
1: to stick, like Ted, what do you sometimes say? It if you want it to last, just not now, but long term. That's where you have to build the relationships, and that takes time. Yeah. You're not just going to walk in, and someone's going to trust you or have that rapport. So. That positive, and you seem to have, just from our few interactions, you, yes. you have that positive outlook that I would think helps in the safety world.
2: Well, you know, I, I think a, a sign of a good safety, I like to say process, not program, because programming to me is canned. A process, I think, makes a big difference because it's ongoing, right? But when people start bringing you in, in stuff that they want fixed, it has nothing to do with safety, that, to me, shows that they're buying into their safety process. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? I mean, so, so you're going to get those kind of things like, why are you coming to me with this? It has nothing to do with safety, but they feel comfortable coming to you and they feel it will be taken care of. I, I think that's probably one of the signs of, of a high culture and safety. What do you think, Tanner?
0: When they, when they um, believe that, you know, whatever they are bringing to you, that, Will be uh, their voice will be heard by the top manager, yep. right? That is very really important. And when they understand that, they come to you for, I mean, uh, safety related issues and everything else. But, you know, I'm happy to do that to keep the relationship going, with, you know, in between because uh, then I will have the power to, um, let's say, convince them to do what is right for them, for the company. Right? We are in a position to protect the uh, employees, that is fine. But also, we have a mission to protect the company, protect the properties, right? Uh, resources, that is uh, important. Also, it's a win-win situation.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's also for the employees to realize that, number one, it's important about them and their families, right? But also, the, their, the the, fa- the um, company, too, right? For all of us to have jobs, for all of us to survive, we... we company needs that too. So I think it's important to make sure that employees understand both aspects of safety and, and what the advantages are, are, because they know that, right? Um, but they, they just need to hear that every once in a while too.
1: And I think having a safety representative professional, that's approachable, like you said, Tanner. Um, it's really important. Not everyone's approachable. And if a, if a safety person isn't approachable and people aren't coming to you with things, you're not going to make too much progress. So. Well,
2: I know Tanner's um, approachable. I don't know if anybody has seen his LinkedIn um, ads that he's had on there for his company, but uh, very approachable, very good, uh, good job. What, what made it's you good. come up with some of those ideas of, um, of those LinkedIn um, ads and stuff like that for your, you it's know. Very to, good idea. Yeah. Basically selling safety the way I took it.
0: Right. Uh, um, yeah, actually I believe uh, in code of conduct is, and uh, you know, the, I mean, every um, profession has a code of conduct, right? Mm-hmm. In HSE, so that we are doing a job that, you know, I most of the time I say that this is my key guy because I do what I like and I'm getting paid for doing what I like, right? This benefits, I mean, uh, the people benefits from this and then, uh, I mean, you can get paid for this. And then uh, the idea on LinkedIn... Especially new uh, HSE offices, let's say safety practitioners, uh, kept approaching to me for ready-made risk assessments. For example, you know, they were asking, Hey, can you send me the uh, risk assessment for, let's say, uh, working with this generator or, you know, a lot of procedure examples Do you have And I stopped giving them the like, you know, ready-made, um, stuff. Then I, I was thinking I should give in, I should give them like, um, I believe in micro learning, you know, like giving people like, you know, one, one hour lecture doesn't work anymore because the people are, we are consuming the things very fast, exactly. right?
2: Yep. You are yeah.
0: opening your phone and you are just swiping, you know, <laughs> just, I mean, right. Uh, right. I mean, our attention span is very, very short now. And then I believe in micro learning and I was thinking, Tana, why are not making like five minutes maximum videos to give some, uh, I mean, from my perspective, important information to to people who are new in the HAC profession. Then the idea started like that. Recently, I'm not able to do that because, um, you know, I, AWR, I joined recently in July. End of July, I joined, and there are a lot of things to do. And then, but uh, soon, hopefully, uh, after March, I will start again to just, you know, this uh, small micro learning. Uh, what I know I would like to share because... I believe in uh, sharing good things.
1: It's important.
2: Well, thank you, Tanner. Um, as you know, I'm the positive safety coach, and for right now, we're going to have a little fun with you. I-, I hope you're ready for your dad jokes.
1: Yeah, please. <laughs> all right. Don't get too excited.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, what happened to the woman who stole a calendar? What happened to the woman who stole a calendar?
0: Uh, had to plan all the activities for the, for the organization for a whole year.
2: She got 12 uh, months.
1: okay here's one more it has to do with new year's resolutions what's the easiest way to keep your new year's resolution to read more put subtitles on your tv
2: (laughs) because everybody's always (laughs) watching tv hey thank you so much tanner uh for being on the show and also uh, helping some of our safety professionals and small business owners that are listening to this uh, podcast. I, there are definitely pieces. Uh, Barb and I always say if we can get at least one thing out from each one of our episodes, and I think you have about three that I can remember off the top of my head. So thank you so much. If somebody wants You're to get welcome. a hold of you, how would they do that?
0: Um, um, anyone can approach me through LinkedIn. I'm trying to, you know, respond to every messages that I'm receiving. Sometimes I'm being late a few days, but I always uh, respond whatever it is and. Uh, no question is stupid when it comes to safety, right? And feel free to ask any safety professional anything. I mean, don't uh, don't uh, think that I mean this is ridiculous. How I can ask this? This this may be so stupid. Don't never think that in that way and uh, ask um, and uh, try to learn. I mean, I will do my best. You know, if anyone approaches me uh, in that manner and. Uh, that's all I can say. Yeah, well, anyone th- can reach to me
2: through LinkedIn. Yeah. Okay, and what's what's your uh, LinkedIn address? Just, just just your name, right, Tanner? Just uh,
0: just my name. I mean, uh, uh, Tanner Kaya uh, LinkedIn, you search in Google, and you can uh, find.
2: it. Yes. Perfect. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I enjoyed that, and uh, good night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have a
1: good evening. Thank you, Tanner. Thank <laughs> you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Tanner. Thank you for listening to TED Speaks with Ted Carew, owner of Total Health and Safety Solutions, providing health and safety support to businesses by customizing a safety process to fit their needs, big or small. Please connect at ted.carew at healthandsafetynow.com or visit our website, healthandsafetynow.com to share your safety stories or find out more about how we can work together to ensure your people go home safely and turn an expense into a profit center. Follow us and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Have a super safe week.